0: Pursuing your future doesn't end at 40. In fact, it may mark the beginning of knowing who you are, what you're capable of, and what you really want. But knowing what's next and how to get there can be a challenge, especially when old narratives play on repeat. Liberty Road is here to share stories so that you can consider your possibilities, pursue your purpose, and move into your future with intention. I'm your host, Netta Jones, and we're here to listen, learn, and liberate dreams one episode at a time. Well, hello, Liberty listeners. Welcome to another episode of Liberty Road. Today, you guys get to listen to somebody that I've been following on Instagram for some time now. Man, if I could have just a tiny bit of this woman's style, I'd be set for life. Welcome, Roz core to the show. It's so good to have you.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I'm honored and I'm so excited and privileged to be having this conversation with you.
0: It's a treat for us, and I know it's going to be a treat for our listeners. And, you know, Roz, it's not. I mean, yes, you have phenomenal style, and that is evident when people go to your Instagram. But so much of why I wanted to talk to you is about how you're using your platform and the work you're doing to really be sort of this pro-age advocate. You're opening doors for us to really consider our possibilities. I think you're sort of a poster child for that. But before we get into all of that, just tell us a little bit about how did you get started as a stylist?
1: So I've often said that clothing is one of the strongest, most obvious forms of self-expression. Choosing the way you present yourself to the world gives you the power to decide what you want to be and helps you build your identity. Mm. That being said, as a child, I have vivid memories of my mother draping herself in beautiful silk saris with brocade blouses and cotton petticoats. So those of your listeners who don't know, I am Southeast Asian. I grew up in India. So from a very young age, I was drawn to beautiful prints and fabrics and textures mm. and silks and brocades and cottons and embroideries. I mean, I was exposed to to all that magnificent uh, world from a very young age. I also had an aunt who was very chic and very glamorous, and she wore high heels, bright red lipstick, wore metallic caftans. Now I'm talking about the 70s, you know, crochet tunics and chunky jewelry, bell bottoms. And even though my mom and my aunt had very distinct styles and different styles, But one thing I learned early on was they did what felt good and aligned with who they are. And both of them used style to protect and reflect their mood. And, Mm. you know, my obsession with fashion um, led me later on to get a degree in fashion design. And of course, I ended up interning at a very high-end boutique uh, where all these fashionable rich women used to come in and here I'm like this 25-year-old, you know, just doing windows and, you know, putting (laughs) clothes together and they would walk up to me and they would ask me, Roz, how should I style this or how do I put this together? And, you know, one thing led to another and uh, one day a woman asked me, you know, can I take you home? Would you come and, you know, look in my closet? I have all these clothes, but I don't know how to put them together and uh, that's how I started my career in freelance styling. Today obviously I'm a senior stylist for anthropology. I do very little freelance styling on the side now because I dedicate a lot of my time to Instagram. I'm having so much fun on this platform so you know anthropology is my job and Instagram is just fun and just an outlet for my creative expression and I'm just having so much fun and meeting wonderful,
0: wonderful women. It's obvious you're having fun. Yes. It comes through on the platform. And I have to ask, you and I are, I think, around the same age, Mm -hmm. right? I'm 55. Yeah. A year older. I'm 54. Yeah, yeah. By a minute. By a minute. Yes. But a lot of women in my experience, whether they're friends or people that I've worked with, former clients, whatever the case, have sort of stayed away from social media outside of maybe stalking their children or, right. or you know, something like that. But you embraced it. What made you kind of lean into this and not Uh, shrug off the idea of social media. Why did you see it early on as this could be something really meaningful? Because again, it's not just style that you're putting out there. There's an empowerment message in in what you're doing.
1: Absolutely. First of all, because... I did not see anybody my age. Yeah. You know, when I was scrolling this this was during the days when we were all at home during COVID, I was scrolling down one post after the other and I did not see anybody. I'm like where am I in this space? You know, where yeah. are women? I saw a few and correct me if I'm wrong, but I, the ones I did see I mean, most of them, not all of them, were trying to still look like a 30-year-old or a 20-year-old. Yeah. And uh, and I was like, you know what? People have always told me, you have great style. And I thought I'm going to use this platform to empower women and to show them that we are not invisible just because we are 50 or 40 or 60, you know, we still have it in us. And yeah. and I mean, there are there so many women. Now I see women every day. You know, I meet women every day who are feeling that um, um, injection of hope and enthusiasm and excitement and, you know. They want to do so much more. So I was one of those women. And also I've always looked at social media for um, inspiration. To me, it's not like, oh my God, you know, look at this woman. She's had a lip filler or, you know, we can look beyond that. Yeah. And for me, I've always used it for inspiration, be it Pinterest, be it Instagram, um, Tumblr. I mean, these are all great platforms for inspiration.
0: Which is the primary platform that you use? I know you from Instagram.
1: Just Instagram. Instagram. I don't have a okay. blog, so it's just Instagram. And like I said, for me, it's just purely fun. And for me, it's like, okay, instead of styling somebody else, I'm just going to style myself. And yeah. hopefully I am inspiring other women. Yeah, I'm hardly ever selling anything. I'm just selling confidence. So that's what, when you look at me, I want you to feel, okay, if she can do it, I can do it. Because honestly, I'm just telling you to be confident, cool, happy, chic, just whatever brings you joy.
0: Well, you're doing that. You're accomplishing your mission in spades. When did you start on Instagram?
1: Not too long ago. About maybe about seven years ago, but okay. it was just that time I was a stylist for J. Crew, And
0: uh-huh. these
1: were just like images that, you know, I would just have one of the younger girls at the store just take a picture and I would just post it on Instagram. And, you know, but I saw like the audience started to grow even with these really rough like images. Yeah. But it was until COVID that I was like, okay, I really... Want to hire a professional photographer? I'm extremely comfortable in front of the camera.
0: Yeah, it's obvious. And you should be.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm like, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to have fun.
0: The reason I asked that question is you said something that was really key, which is that I'm not really selling anything except confidence and I'm doing this for fun.
1: And I think
0: a lot of us can get stuck in the Instagram algorithm sort of woes, you know, like, I can't build, I can't grow. Mm -hmm. But You've been able to grow. You've been able to amass an audience. And I think it's because you're doing it for fun. It's because that's coming across. And your mission of selling confidence is also coming across. You're not saying, wear exactly what I'm wearing. You're not pitching the very things that you have on. You're sort of showing us what's possible and how we can put things together and how those things can create A new way for us to move in the world. Mm -hmm. It's like reimagining what we can be and the way we can present ourselves. It's not necessarily wear exactly what Roz is wearing.
1: Yeah, and that's what I tell every woman is be authentic. You know, people come to me and they're like, oh, we're going to a black tie, we're going here or there. Stylas. And I always tell them, what do you feel most comfortable in? And Mm -hmm. there's a lot of them that just say, you know what, just jeans. And a shirt. And I'm like, then how about a dark pair of jeans and a crisp white shirt and a good, you know, pair of um, heels and red lips? And I mean, you're sad. Yeah. I, I, I mean, why do you always have to wear a dress or a long dress? I mean, wear what makes you feel confident. And if that's wearing a suit, then be it. Wear a suit. Go to the <laughs> gala wearing a suit. I mean, Sharon yeah. Stone did that. I'll never forget that moment. So don't have these rules or don't just pigeonhole yourself. I don't know who makes these rules that you have to dress a certain way for a certain occasion. Do what makes you feel comfortable because once you're comfortable, you're going to exude that confidence. You're going to walk a certain way. Like my mom and my aunt, you know, they always used style to dress like they cared, you know, even on the days they were feeling down and, you know, they used that as a tool of self-care.
0: As you were talking, I was thinking, in this stage of life, Mm -hmm. part of what we're doing is trying to expand the way the world looks at us and says, we're Mm -hmm. not invisible, we're here, we're capable, there's more we want to do. But there is a little bit of it that I think is our responsibility to show the world that thing and in dressing a certain way and in presenting ourselves in a certain way and in taking the time to actually act out the way that we're saying the world should see us. Right. Things will shift when we take some of that responsibility too, right? So it's right. sort of this like, let's let's meet in the middle. Let's expand the way the world views this m- midlife for women in particular. But let's also, as women, let's step into that with authority, with power, with an assuredness a- about us. We even elevate our own mood, as you said, in the way that we style ourselves, in the way that we dress, in the way that we represent ourselves. And that can be very chic and high end, and that can be very simple and pared down. All of those things are communicating something. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. People ask me all the time, where do I shop? What? You know, I'm like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I can go to Target, you know. And
0: find something.
1: Yes. So take that, you know, these antiquated beliefs and ideas out of your head that, you know, you, you can only look chic or you can only look great if, you know, you're wearing designer head to toe. In fact, I think that can look quite
0: cheap. There's no personal anything in it. You've just yes. you've just taken on somebody else's version of what should be on trend Absolutely. or what style is. Okay, I have to ask you because we have a stylist on the podcast, so we've we've got to take advantage of this. What is a style fail that you see people doing all the time? Like if you could say to all women 40 plus like, please stop doing this. What would it be? <laughs>
1: No, I. I mean, it's not a style fail, but I'm just like, just be confident. Mm-hmm. If you w- wake up in the morning and you say, you know, today, I'm, I'm just going to put on a great pair of sweats and a graphic tee, and if that's your jam, then do it. Women are just so afraid, and sometimes they're just hiding behind their clothes and. Uh, Just have the confidence to tap into your own personal style. And I'm here to help. That's what I do. I help women tap into their own personal style. And we all have a style, but our closets, because we don't have the time, are filled with stuff that they're selling at the store. So personal style is about personal power. And that's once you have that self-awareness and self-acceptance of who you are and who you're trying to dress, then I think style comes quite easily to you. Yeah. I just feel like just because, you know, uh, you're a mom or you're an empty nester or, you know, the kids have moved out now or you're in your 50s or 60s, just don't give up. I mean, yeah. where is that um, twenty year old Netta, or where yeah. is the thirty year old Roz, you know, who had yeah. so much enthusiasm for
0: life? I think you're a great example of that. One of the things that you do on social media, and I think it's a tagline, and it's that you're about reinvention and resilience. What does that mm-hmm. mean? What do you mean by that? Why did you single those two things out? And what were you what are you communicating? What are you hoping that we embrace? through those words?
1: Well, the truth is that, you know, women in their 50s, we've lived a huge portion of our lives. We've been married, we've had kids, we've had careers. I mean, by now, most of us are empty nesters. Some of us have lost our loved ones. We're taking care of our parents. I mean, we've been through so much. But we got to also, I feel a lot of women are stuck in their sense of expectations, like, okay, you know, mm. I was a CEO of a company in my past, but that is not going to serve us as to what we're going to be in our future. So mm-hmm. in, if we are stuck in that sense of expectation, we're not going to be able to move forward. And what I'm telling women is, you know, I refuse to be invisible and so should you, And by styling them every day, I'm showing them, look, change is possible. And I think clothing is the fastest way to show somebody, here, look, you thought you couldn't wear a maxi skirt. I put you in one and you look fabulous. And they look at themselves and they, all of a sudden, their eyes light up. And, you know, I know it's physical, uh, but changing people's clothes, that it's just, shorthand for when you see yourself differently, you believe in something different. And that's when reinvention comes in. Every day I meet women um, that are feeling a sense of freedom that have that injection of hope and enthusiasm.
0: You said something just now. You said, I know it's physical. And I know you know what I'm about to say is true because (laughs) you've spent your life invested in this but yeah. our, our physical environment whether it's how we make up ourselves how we make up the spaces that we move into historically whether it's a you know a government building whether it's a church or a synagogue or a mosque whatever we walk into the physicality of all things creates space for something else and that should be in the in the way that we look too so what you're doing is you're giving somebody a different vantage point of themselves through clothing and through styling clothing, you're creating for them a different way of looking at themselves and giving them the confidence that you see they can potentially have. And I can't, I I don't think we should underestimate that. I've seen people be transformed and once they see themselves in a new light, then they can see other areas of their life in a new light, right?
1: it's really a spark to start a fire. You're yeah. so correct. I mean, once they see, okay, you know, I can wear this. So maybe I can go get a new job. Maybe, you know, this art class or a music lesson that I've been waiting to take. And yeah. I'm going to go ahead and do that. Clothing is an impetus. It's really that spark to light that fire. And and I, do, I mean, I'm sure about you and all the million women I'm see every day and style every day. It's like um, once they put something on, it's like your whole body language changes. When you look good, you feel good. Clothing can really, like I said, protect or reflect your mood.
0: And so when you talk about reinvention and resilience, it's really through the lens of kind of changing the way you Not, again, not just present yourself to the world, but present yourself to yourself. Show yourself kind of what those possibilities are. Why was advocating for this group of women, you know, you mentioned 50s and 60s in particular, why was advocating for them so important to you? You've been a stylist your your whole adult life. Why lean into this particular thing?
1: Well, also because as I'm getting older and I'm feeling more comfortable in my skin, um, I just felt that was just a natural progression. And also because I, I felt that we women of a certain age, you know, after 45, 50, 60, they are, I mean, they just were feeling so invisible. Mm. Most of the women that I meet, even even today when they come in to be styled, they just are, are feeling down. They're just like, Oh, you know, I've gained 15 pounds or, um, um, I just, my kids are about to leave and I'm trying to cope with that. They're going away to college and they just somewhere along the way as being nurturers and as women are, they forgot, forget to take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's, it was so important for me to talk about not giving up and, Kind of saying, you know, here, look at me, you know i I mean I'm one of you. If I can give you some injection of hope and enthusiasm and excitement, then here I am,
0: yeah, how are you doing that when you talk about your role at anthropology? Are you yes. doing that just for our uh, listeners? Are you doing that um For the stores, are you styling product in the stores or are you styling individual people?
1: I'm styling individual people.
0: Okay. So they, where are you located in the Bay Area? Where are you?
1: Yes. Well, I am in in the Sacramento
0: area. Okay. Okay. And so when they come to you, they come through the store and they ask for a stylist. Like, how does this work? I've been to anthropology a million times. I didn't know I had access to a stylist.
1: So not all stores have stylists. Uh, They usually uh, make appointments. But I can, of course, depending if I don't have an appointment for the day, um, you know, they if they've just walked in, we can certainly do that, too. I can style them at the spur of the moment. But usually, uh, you know, it's done by appointment.
0: Okay. So given anthropology's demographic, you have people in their 20s, 30s. I mean, you have all sorts of people coming in, not not just the demographic that we're talking about. Is your platform informed by the the difference you saw between styling 20 and 30 and early 40-year-olds to later 40, 50, and 60-year-olds? Were you learning to kind of taking notes as you were styling different women and learning how women were feeling about themselves? And did that sort of empower you or, again, inform uh your own Instagram platform?
1: So style is so much about an individual. It is, you know, what aligns with who you are rather than, you know, what's in style. And for me, that is what I do, whether I'm doing it with a 20 year old, 30 year old, 40 year old. I help these women tap into their own personal style. Mm-hmm. You know, style is not about fitting in. I try to tell that to the 20-year-olds, 30-year-olds that I'm training in the stores. I'm like, it's not about fitting in. It does not mean dressing in a certain way to impress others. It does not mean fake it till you make it. It, It's all about who you are. When you're young, it, you want everybody to like you. You dress a certain way thinking that, you know, if I dress this way, maybe I'll gain more followers on Instagram or, um, you know, people will think a certain way about me. But as you get older, we do get comfortable in our own skins. We we know uh, who we are and uh, we know what works and what doesn't work. I mean, these are the Gen Zs who are telling you on TikTok, skinny jeans are out. There's so that is the difference also, uh, Nada, between fashion and style. Fashion yeah. is, is an industry that's built on making you feel insecure. They're always going to tell you you're not enough till you buy this new bag or, you know, get these fillers done or buy this new lipstick. Style is about you. Style is about an individual. Mm. Style is about what aligns with you. And once you figure that out, I think... It's, it's
0: easy to navigate. I love that distinction and I think it gives us a lot of freedom to, to rethink um, what we already own, first of all. Um, yeah we, we know that we have to be conscious of the, the world of fashion and all that it's creating in terms of our environment. So we can be we can relook at our closets and what we have and find pieces that work with um, what we currently have. I love that distinction of, you know, this is what the fashion world is and this is what style is. Thank you for that. You talked a little bit about, you mentioned the word influencer earlier, and I wondered mm-hmm. how do you feel about that word? Just because you're not necessarily using your platform to sell lots of product doesn't mean you're not influencing. So how have you both embraced this concept of you being or this idea of you being uh, an influencer and what are some of the trappings that you've been aware of or tried to sidestep
1: well uh you know once you um get a certain number of audience like once you I've seen reach about 15k like every everyone in the world will start throwing things at you they're like can you wear okay. this can you wear this can i send you jewelry i mean i get so many dms every single day and that's, that's, again, something to say about style. Like, you know, it does it align with who I am? Mm. Do I want to support these sustainable women-owned businesses or do I want to, you know, support <laughs> or wear fast fashion? So that's also your belief system. So, yes, I do uh, support a few of the women-owned businesses. Um, but, again, going back to... Uh, for me, it's not something that's solely superficial. It to me, it means a great deal about self-expression, how mm-hmm. I want to be seen in the world, and, um, you know, how I want to build um other women's self-esteem, because I know that those are the things that never go away. No matter what kind of crisis we are uh, faced with. Again, going back to the 20, 30, 40, I mean, I dress differently. Um, You know, I'm no longer wearing bodycon dresses. And that's not to say something's good or bad. I mean, by all means, if that's your jam, you do it. If you're comfortable um, wearing a bodycon dress and you look wonderful uh, wearing one, I mean, do it. But for me, I just didn't want to feel um, kind of objectified or sexualized. So, you know, I don't like wearing anything any longer that's tight or fitted. Um, And honestly, I don't like to be called cute any longer. You know, I wanna wear something that makes me feel like powerful, you know, like gravitas. That's why even if I'm wearing a dress, I like to throw a blazer over my shoulders Because, um, you know, I like that balance of uh, femininity with strength. I now love the juxtaposition of something uh, of a powerful, like a female presence. I love that. Um, That's how I dress now. And that's just something that's going to happen to all of us.
0: Our styles are going to change as we age. Your work as a stylist, you just said, has evolved for yourself, let's say. Mm -hmm. as you've grown like what you're choosing to put on you has changed yes has has your advice to people changed as you've matured into both your role as a stylist but into your own person
1: oh absolutely i think all of us every woman is fabulous every woman is amazing i mean that's, that's the thing when they come in and they're so down on themselves just because you've gained an extra five pounds. I mean, I try to bring that fabulousness from within. I that that for me, that is what style is all about. It's going deep. It's going
0: really, really mm. deep. Was that your approach when you were in your 30s? Was that the same approach that you took? <laughs> no, I was insecure. I was so insecure.
1: And, uh, you know, I it to me, it was all about, oh, my God, what is this one going to say? What's that one going to say? You know, how are people going to um, view or uh, think about me? And uh, if yeah. I dress a certain way, I, I don't care if I like something and I feel confident I put it on. If you're going to laugh at the way I look, and I know my style is not everybody's cup of tea, but then be it. I'm super confident in what I wear. And sure. I feel great when I put it on. Every morning when I dress up, I look in the mirror, I give myself a high five, and I say, <laughs> you look fabulous. Today's going to be a great day, Roz. Come on, go get them. And that's, that's it. Awesome. And once I enter those doors of the store you know life's a stage and i'm i'm ready i can
0: only <laughs> imagine the um infectiousness and uh, the energy and that and what a delight to be putting that out into the world right now when so much has been so hard for so long right, right? we just there's, exactly. there's so many difficult stories around us you provide uh, hope you provide confidence you provide a little bit of sunshine, you know, I, there's, a, there's something running around Instagram right now and it's like, I'll be the sunshine for you until you, you can be the sunshine yourself. And you're able to do that. That's what, what a gift for you to be able to offer that to so many people. We always hear people say this thing of dress your age. You talked about the body con thing just a second ago for yourself, that that's something for mm-hmm. yourself. Any styling tips for our listeners? Now, I know you've said, do your thing. Whatever's your jam is your yes. jam. But there must be just very practically speaking, a few styling tips that you can give us. Like I love the one you just said about the feminine with the the power. Masculine. Even though that's, with that's your thing, you're not saying everyone needs to do this. But like I love that. I want to adopt that immediately. Any other styling tips you can leave us with?
1: Well, like I was saying, um you know, don't hide yourself behind perfect clothes. Embrace your imperfections
0: mm. to make
1: it feel like there is a person behind it all. Mm. It's real. It is real. mixing up luxe and cash when you wear a great dress. Okay, what kind of shoes? Wear sneakers. Yeah, you know? That yeah. that's uh, the number one question I get, too, is, you know, when I put them in a dress and they're like, OK, what kind of shoes? Because they automatically think, OK, should I wear a wedge? Should I? Yeah. Um, heels? I don't know why. But I mean, thank God for sneakers. And there's such God for cool sneakers. sneakers. I'm like, wear Converse. I, yeah. I mean, that's my first thing I tell everybody. Converse. I mean, so cool. Lauren Hutton's wearing them. And yeah. she... I mean, epitome of chic. I yeah. love her style. And yes. she was just Agreed. on the cover of Hopper's Bazaar. Yes, talk yes. about, you know, embracing her age. And yes. she looks fabulous and she's dancing she, with this blazer and, um, you know, off her shoulders and... Um, No bra. And I mean, come on. That's awesome. She's fabulous.
0: I will say sometimes we don't know what we're comfortable in until we see it. Yes, One of the things that I say in this podcast is we're trying to help women here because it's a podcast, but see stories right. so that they can become those stories so that they can start to adopt those things for themselves so that they can see a world of possibilities. And I think style is sim- is similar. You can say be comfortable and whatever, but sometimes we need to see you, Roz, wearing right. those converse with a dress to say, oh, maybe I can rock that. You know, I wouldn't yes. have thought of that. And that's the gift of being able to style and having a, a, an eye for those things is that you can see how those things can work together, and then we give it a shot. And what do you know? We're actually comfortable in that too. So it's it's sort of you opening those doors for us, and and other people like Lauren Hatton opening those doors for us to be able to see what's possible. Um, I think that's one of the gifts that you give on your on your Instagram. And again, one of the reasons I was so attracted to. Oh. Going back, uh, 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 truly, honestly, to to seeing what's Roz up to today? What does she put together? And how is she rethinking putting things together in a way that I wouldn't?
1: And also, uh, sometimes even having a signature ac- uh, accessory. Mm-hmm. You know, I love accessories. You know, um, a chunky bracelet, a signature ring. Or yeah. some- sometimes it's just, you know... Um, Having even a signature perfume uh, yeah. or a, a red lip. I, I think those are things. I mean, you should have um, something that's you, that's like Roz or that's Netta. And yeah. yeah, we all have it in us, but we just sometimes we need somebody's help to bring that awesomeness out. What's your
0: signature?
1: Well, I always wear a little <laughs> signature ring. I oh, yeah. always have my signature, my glasses. Yes, I was going to say your glasses.
0: glasses.
1: <laughs> I have so many pairs of glasses. My my glasses. I do love jewelry, but also my glasses. Obviously, that's my signature. I never yeah. take off my glasses. Recently, I was in India and I I I went to a wedding and um and I know my mom was like, take the glasses off. You know, they don't really go with the Indian clothes, and I'm like. Who, who, <laughs> who made that rule? No, I'm not taking my glasses off, you know, because that's me. That's Roz. I never take my uh, glasses off.
0: I love yes. that at 55, your mom is still telling you. <laughs>
1: yes. Oh, moms will always be moms. Always. Yeah. Mine as well. Yes. Mine as well. Oh, yeah. my God. I love it. Part of it is our culture. Absolutely. <laughs> and the other thing I always tell women is, Um, You know, you can never go wrong with a blazer, a button-down shirt and distressed denim. I mean, that's another uniform that I I personally love. I think, Um, you know, again, with Converse, with mules, with a baseball hat, if you're having a bad hair day, but I always keep a blazer in my car.
0: Okay, you did knows? it. You gave us <laughs> yeah. three awesome tips, so the masculine and the feminine, finding a signature piece and Your then also having yeah. this uniform that's a blazer and a button-down yes. and distressed denim. And and I love this Converse, this thing with like really leaning into Converse. I've I swore I'd never wear Birkenstocks. And yes. I, I have the fuzzy black ones, you know, the furry black ones, and I love them because they sort of feel like an elevated Birkenstock. But yes. I've already leaned into the Converse thing. I'm a big fan of Converse, so I think cool? those are those are some those are some great tips that we can walk away from. But before I let you go, what's a hack, a book, a practice, uh, anything that you do on a on a regular basis? that you have found to be very helpful for you that you'd like to pass on to our audience of women over 40?
1: Well, I would say just putting on lipstick. That's the last thing I do before I walk out the door. And boy, does it make me feel confident. Yes, Um, just that little, your face brightens up. And for you, it could be mascara. But for me, it's just that lipstick. That's the last thing I put on before I walk out the door.
0: And then what's one word that you would use to describe midlife this season that you've been a part of?
1: Reinvention. Mm. Reinvention, reinvention, reinvent yourself.
0: Yeah. It's such a great opportunity. And if one of your friends or perhaps even a client in your case came to you and said, you know, Roz, I just don't think this is an opportunity for me to reinvent myself. It's good for other people, but for me, I think I'm sort of done. What do you say to her?
1: Like I tell a lot of women, I'm like, okay, just for giggles, let's play, let's try this, just do it. You know, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. It's not
0: the end of the world. Right, just give it a shot. Now, what would you say to that same woman who was saying that about her own life, not just about her styling, but, oh, Roz, I could never have an Instagram. I could never reinvent myself at this stage. I feel it's too late. What do you say to her?
1: I don't think it's ever late. So please, like I'm going to say, stop resisting. Yeah. Like overcomplicating or judging the hell out of something so much that starting a new chapter in your life loses its appeal. Mm. Yeah. I think these are all these negative thoughts that we have in our head. Um, but that's what I'm doing. That's why I'm like, I, and and you know, I have no shame. I, I I I open my Instagram all the time, and I show them. They're like, "Oh my God, is that you?"
0: And I'm like, "Yes, that's me." You said something that I think is really key, really important. It, you use the word judgment, and I had never yes. thought about that. That oftentimes. We're afraid because we're not. That fear is judging ourselves, judging that we don't. We we actually do think we have more that we'd like to offer, but we're afraid of how we'll be judged, and our own judgment is keeping us from taking that step forward. And I had never thought about fear and judgment being so intertwined in that way. Thank you for mm-hmm. for that. It's, I think that's very profound. And then, if you were mentoring your younger self and you wanted to tell her one thing about midlife, like you know, I want you, I want you to know, twenty year old Roz, that when you get to midlife, fill in the blank, what?
1: That you've spent too many days and years trying to please others and be what mm. they
0: wanted you to be. So, mm. yeah. Gosh, amen to that. We can all hear that at any age. But I think it was really later in my 40s and even around 50 that I really got good at not just saying no to other people, but to myself. Like I don't I'm gonna start to really make some intentional choices about what I want and not just kind of move with the wind because life is shaping things out to be X, Y, and Z. I want to be more intentional with life. Now this podcast, as you know, is called Liberty Road and our hope is that we're helping women to liberate their dreams, consider what's possible at this stage in midlife, of midlife. What is um, your work as a stylist done to liberate you? And I would say as a stylist and an influencer, I'm, I, I really, I think that's a big part of what you're offering the world right now. What has it done to liberate you, Roz?
1: Well, for one, I myself have let go of a lot of limiting beliefs that I had. I don't judge anymore. I'm, I'm creating my own journey, and I'm always looking ahead um, mm. because, you know, you do not want to compete with people behind you. I'm always open for change. I say yes to taking chances, and I try to be my own best friend.
0: Mm. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing your joy for your work. It, again, is infectious. We don't have to be in Sacramento to get that. We can hear it right here on this podcast. And also just thank you for um, the work that you're doing. I, you know, I was touched by an Instagram post. I was considering my own style possibilities because of your work. So thank you for that. I really appreciate it. And thank you for spending this time with us. Thank you so much. Oh, my gosh. It's been a pleasure. And Liberty listeners, thank you guys for spending this time with Roz and with me. And we will have all of Roz's, well, her Instagram. Uh, If you're in Sacramento, find her, make an appointment. But also we'll have her Instagram handle in the show notes. Actually, Roz, what is your Instagram handle?
1: It's Roz underscore creative
0: stylist. That's right. Creative stylist. hmm Right? Okay. So we'll, yes. we'll include that. But for all of you listening and who want to access Roz right away, that's how you can do it. Thanks again for spending this time with us. And we will be with you guys next week. Liberty Road is broadcast on all platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and more. If you like what you've heard, please follow, rate, and review Liberty Road on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It helps us to know if these episodes are inspiring and equipping your ventures. Liberty Road is produced by Netta Jones and Elizabeth Joy Windham, and music by Jordan Flower.